there's two things Becca Cooperin's gonna do. It's be a down bitch and fuck a Republican. <laughs> and just like fall for an asshole. Which, to be fair, same. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a bachelor nation groupie. No, no, no. Hold, hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. I we're back after a little bit of like oh, I think we both needed a week last week. We were just like yeah not for anything having to do with the podcast we were just like both in desperate need of like a mental health break and so sorry if you were just like sad we weren't here it was a mental health day it really was yeah I mean not to disappoint the fans we needed the mental health week it was the reason I was upset about taking it is because it's paradise like normally yeah I like I know you know if it had been during Katie season I would have been like hell yes I don't have to cover this uh, Paradise was a bummer to miss, but it felt nice to have a little break. So yeah, I you know what, back. guys, normalize taking breaks when you need a fucking break. Yeah, like, even from the it. things you love, you know. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it was it was something. And and while I'm like being a new woman, you know, because I took a break. I think that was the first since we started the podcast. That was the first week that an episode aired that we did not record because, like, I've missed episodes, you've missed episodes, but we've always had someone cover. For the other yeah. person, like, I think last week was, like, truly the first week that we've taken off, like, entirely. Yeah, it was. That we, that there was an episode that we didn't cover. And uh, and we were, like, we're not calling in subs. Like, this is just not the week. It's not we happening. We have Sean. Honestly, if we had had Sean and Tara host it without us, I feel like that's what the people would have wanted. Yeah, <laughs> like, we could, like, we could have. And we were, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> we were, like, you don't get that. You get Give nothing. Give the people what they want? No. Um, we will not. Um, that being said, we're acting like it didn't happen. And we'll, I'm sure, mention things that happened last week. But, like, we are not covering last week. We're covering yeah, we're, this because week. Because if we covered both episodes from last week that we missed and both episodes from this week, this podcast episode would be four hours long and Adam would quit. Yeah, so. I would quit. I'd be like, I ain't listening to all that. Happy for you, though. Or sorry that happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, no shot. So I'm sure there will be references, but um, mostly it, bigger and better things, baby, including many cancellations that hurt my feelings. But with that said, let's dive yeah. right in. Yeah, there's, there's, a few, there's a few notable cancellations that happened. Um, it was an in-memoriam this week. It was an in-memoriam. It really was. It, but you know what, though? Like, I, I can't believe that we're literally two minutes into recording and I'm already bringing it back to the person that only we care about. But like mm. Blake Hortzman has always talked about paradise and he's like paradise rocks everybody because the people that you hated on their season get a really favorable edit in paradise. And the people that were like, so loved on their season, you see another side of them on paradise. And I feel like it's a perfect example of like, these are at the end of the day people and like nobody is as great as they seem on TV. And also nobody's as bad as they seem on TV. Like everybody tends to fall somewhere right in the middle, but I think, you know, like we'll get to it, but with all the Piper and Brendan stuff, like those were two very highly favored people coming off of their seasons. And they obviously are getting a very terrible, yeah. rightfully deserved showing right now. And but it's like, as much as it's TV, <laughs> 
it's also it was incriminating for sure obviously we're going to talk about it but right 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 um that all being said as we always say but i think especially now they're getting a lot of shit don't dm them just fucking we'll go outside no. take a walk take a walk call your mom like just chill out don't dm them right. death threats just sit in your anger and like we do, except that we record a podcast for the world to hear about all of our thoughts and feelings. Um, yeah. But I feel like that's an important thing to say because it, these were two kind of polarizing episodes. You guys know that we have strong opinions and I'm not going to shy away from having my strong opinions. That being said, I would never DM any of these people and be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like that would be losery. Yeah. So. Don't be a loser is what we're saying, which is kind of like always a little bit what we're saying, but we kick off the episode with, um, Kendall coming back and it's so hard when we recap paradise. Cause so much happens in two episodes that the things that I took a lot of notes on in the beginning, I like no longer need to talk about for that long by the end, but yeah. the whole exchange between Joe and Kendall and the following conversation with Serena like broke my heart like it was really sad to watch especially because joe kendall and serena are all really good people yeah and kendall shows up basically kendall shows up on the beach and everybody's shocked to see her everybody's like oh fuck like joe is not going to be okay to see kendall like whatever she walks up to the day bed and she's like can i talk to you butthead okay first of all i can't what grip does that word have on this woman she cannot stop saying it. She says it again later. I was like, girl, just call him a dickhole. Like, I don't care. I was like, be vulgar. <laughs> I would rather hear it than butthead. That is it just not cute. I don't like it. Also, that was like, automatically that was- for me, like, teams. Like, I already was rooting for Serena because I think if you broke up, move on. We don't care anymore. Like, I, I yeah. value that they had their relationship. I think it was an important relationship for both of them. That being said, on to new things. So I was already Team Serena. When she said butthead, I was like, you will never convince me, Kendall. You will never convince me to root for you. But it's also like, I think, like, when we're in relationships, like, we have cringy things that we call our partner that, like, I would literally, I would literally rather die than have anyone know what I call my boyfriend in private. Like, it's not, like, quite as embarrassing as butthead, but, like, I would still rather die than have anyone know about it. And, like, let alone, like, broken up on national television, I would never ever call him like like cutesy private nicknames like Kendall and also like yeah broken up and like doing that is kind of a manipulation thing too and I don't think you're like drawing intimacy yeah right you're like remember how I used to call you this and like again I don't think Kendall is a terrible manipulative person I like her it's fine but it was this thing of like if one of my exes came back and was like hey baby I'd be like hey never speak Like, I'd be like, don't call me your pet name that you used to call me. Like, it was just a little bit like, ah, I don't like that. It's kind of manipulative. It's a little bit drawing on the relationship and doing it in front of all the other people, not knowing necessarily that he has a connection, but kind of assuming like, okay, he's sitting with all these people. He might be connected to one of these women Yeah, and being like, hey, butthead, like as if to say, I know him better and I've known him longer. So- Then we get uh, Kendall pull Joe aside. They go to a day bed where they start talking about their relationship. And we actually see a very sad montage of their relationship, like in paradise, like their first kiss, their first conversation, like their one-on-ones that they had and all this stuff. So really sad to watch, especially because I feel like, especially when you're in this franchise, like very rarely do people in real life have this much footage of their relationships and like- meeting and falling in love and stuff like that. And I imagine that that does make it 
that much harder to move on and move forward. Yeah. And like, even if you have tons of videos and pictures of you with your significant other, when you break up, you can just delete them in a normal relationship. In Bachelor world, like you break up and everyone in the world still has access to them. (laughs) It's like, remember when Kendall and Joe kissed on that daybed? Also, she did, before like the montage showed or whatever, while they were talking, she brought up, like our first kiss was here. I was like, if one of my exes brought up where our first kiss was, I would light myself on fire. Like, I'd be like, hey, I never want to talk about that. That being said, the conversation itself, other than the montage, was very uneventful. She basically asks him where he's at. He's like, I have a connection with Serena. She's like, okay. And then ultimately she just says, I'm here to find love again and not to like fuck his shit up, I guess. Yeah. And and I also found um, their conversation. I feel like so much on um, The Bachelor, like we get these conversations that are just like incredibly immature and yeah. like childish and whatever. And I feel like part of the reason that the Joe and Kendall conversation was so heartbreaking is because they are both very mature adult people. Totally. And like why they broke up was totally legitimate. Like she's from California. She likes being from California. She doesn't want to live anywhere but California. And he feels exactly the same way about Chicago. And it's like hard because anytime I would find myself veering toward one of their sides, the other one would say something that I was like, but that's also valid, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's a hard breakup to go through. Just a logistical yeah. breakup is like the worst thing ever because you're just like, you still love them. You still care about them. Nothing else was wrong. It just was like, we don't want to do this long distance thing. I like simply can't relate. That's so weird. <laughs> Devastating. Um, no, yeah. but yeah. So they have this conversation. It, she says, or he says, or she says, but basically she had said at some point she didn't want to move anywhere for a man. And I was like, very iconic behavior. Yeah, but then it's like, that was why the conversation was so painful because she was right. like, I didn't want to move anywhere for a man. But Joe was like, but at that point, why was I, was I just your, a man? I was your boyfriend and, for like years. And I was yeah, like, absolutely. that's fair. Because I'm like, do I want, do I support the iconic behavior of her saying she won't move anywhere for a man? Yes, totally. but like, this was not a man she dated for two months. This was a man she dated for two years. So like- right. At what point do we stop being feminist icons and like, of course, also want to put forward our romantic relationships? So it was right. like such a painful conversation because I so understood both sides of the discussion. Yeah, they were both right. Like nobody was like an enemy here, and they didn't. None, neither of them incriminated themselves. Like they both were just very honest about yeah. how they had felt, and it was a productive conversation even though it was kind of, it was probably the most boring thing that happened in these two nights of episode um, in a good way. And then my favorite part, when we always talk about the job descriptions, when they get interviewed, my favorite was when they cut to an in the moment of Kendall and it just says Kendall, Joe's (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Kendall has been reduced to being the ex-girlfriend of a guy who went home night Night one. one. (laughs) Who we call grocery store Joe. Do you know what Joe looks like? The little wacky (laughs) air guys outside of car dealerships. He's built like those. The wavy guys, because he's all limbs. And he like, I feel like a stiff breeze would send him just waving all over the place. Anyway. Perfect. Notice that this Not week. incorrect. So then uh, Joe goes to Serena to talk to her about it. And Serena is a perfect example of shutting down the haters that say 23-year-olds should not go on this show. Because Serena handled this conversation with Joe with such grace and so much understanding of- 
ev- everywhere he was coming from, how shocked he was that Kendall was there. Like it was very much not Brendan being shocked that Piper was there. Like Joe was <laughs> genuinely shocked that Kendall was there. Oh and like Serena was so understanding of it. And he says, I want to move forward with you. And she was like, okay, I want to too, but I do not want to be blindsided. Like if you decide you want to rekindle this with Kendall, then you need to let me know. Like I will not be embarrassed about this situation. If you decide that you want to rekindle this, if you will, thank you. Um, uh, thank you so much. Dad joke to end all dad jokes. Please roll the credits. Anyway, yeah, she's super mature. I was like, good for her. She like cried at one point to like her friends and was like, I don't know what to do. But then like he comes, talks to her. She's like open about how she feels. She even cracks a few jokes. Like it's great. She's great. This is why we're yeah. team Serena in this house. We've always been team Serena, right. but um, this just affirms, she just affirms it again and again, really again and again like she's just she's so good and I and I I love when we get young people like her on the show because I feel like she helps counter some of the young people we get on the show who are like garbage fires yeah because like Demi was like that young when she went on original yeah right (laughs) and And um, like Serena validates (laughs) that age group aha and we all see that nothing has changed about Demi anyway correct so then, so, yeah, Tia gets here. Now, anyone who knows me um, knows that I am a Tia Booth stan. I really enjoy Tia. I think she's great TV, but I think she's great TV because she's 100% herself. Like, Tia yeah, on totally. TV is the exact same Tia that I follow on Instagram. Like, I feel like she's a very authentic person. I love when she's on these shows. I feel like even when she does embarrassing shit, I feel like she always takes full ownership of it and is like, like, she's the first person making jokes about Colton. Like at one point when she's talking to Kenny and she asks if he's been to the boom boom room and he says, yes. And he's like, oh, you didn't. And she was like, I was with Colton. He was a virgin. Like she is very like open and like funny. Anyway, so Tia gets there. I already spoiled it. She goes on a date with Kenny. Um, But if you listen to this podcast. Did she get there this week or last week? I think they showed her getting there last week and she got the date card last week and asked Kenny, but I don't think we saw the date until this week. Oh, I thought it was last week. I don't know. I'm mixed up. Um, Well, either way, we didn't recap it. So (laughs) yeah, it doesn't matter. I just didn't know. Yeah. So she basically, I don't remember if it was last week or this week, it's all a blur, but she goes on the date with Kenny. It's like naked volleyball. They debate for a long time whether or not they're going to get naked. And, like, Kenny is fully acting. Like, that wasn't his entire shtick when he got yeah. here was, like, being naked. He, like, acts so coy about it as if that was not, like, his entire brand. Yeah, they yeah. go on this naked volleyball date. Tia's, like, uh, I don't know, like, awkward. I would be, like, no. <laughs> I'm, like, How and I... all the girls he's, like, Kenny is involved in, I really do think him and Tia make the most sense. A hundred percent. 100%. Like him and Tia, she's probably the one he's the least interested in, but I feel yeah. like they make sense to me. Like Kenny and Tia, if I saw a picture of them on Instagram, I would be like, of course, that's the couple from The Bachelor. Like totally. they make sense to me. Totally. Yeah, no, I liked them together. He, yeah, like you said, he like reveals that he's had sex and she's like, what? And Nick Vile makes a good point on his podcast slash I saw this on TikTok. I don't listen to his podcast. That would be a lot of Nick Vile. His podcast actually is really good. I'm sure it's good. I just can't, I can't dedicate the time to it. I already dedicate too much time to this franchise. So, (laughs) but I saw this clip where he discusses, he's like, Kenny 
has had sex with Demi and then goes on a date with Tia the next day. But Kenny has been honest about everything he's done with like all of the women he's been with. Brendan has not like had sex or anything, but he's a liar. And so he was like, what makes you a fuck boy is being a liar, not having sex. And I was like, correct. Because to Kenny's credit, like Kenny is just living the paradise experience. Demi asked him to go to the boom boom room and he did. Tia asked him to go on a date and he said, yes, he doesn't like, yeah, we're adults here. I'm, I am of the opinion, depending on the couple, obviously there's different dynamics between different couples. I am of the opinion that Kenny did nothing wrong and, and wasn't that into anyone that he's been with. And so therefore is just exploring any opportunity he gets. And I love that for him. Honestly. <laughs> and and I think there's truth to that. Like Tia asked him if he had been to the boom room room and he said, yes, it's not like yeah. he's sitting there being like, Oh, well, no, like we've just been talking like, no, he's honest. And I feel yeah. like, and I feel like that's why all the girls are annoyed at the situation, but nobody is sitting there making comments about Kenny, like the ones they're making about Brendan, because Kenny mm-hmm. is being authentic. Like, and you're not getting the outside of the relationship hate either. Like right. you're not getting and other people. Also, imagine take us back in time to when we recapped Tasha's season. Imagine we were having this discussion about Brendan and Kenny then, and we were like, Kenny is fucking everybody and he's being honest. Brendan Dude, is a dirty liar. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and listen to us like having this conversation. Because the fact that Kenny is getting ass in paradise like shocks me and rocks me to my core based on what we saw on Tasha's season. And I said that to my friend who I watched with and he hasn't watched up until now. And he was like, why? Kenny's hot. And I was like, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even explain to you how, how blindsided I am. Like I, if you, I guess if you come into paradise and you've never seen him on, you didn't see him on Tasha season, Kenny's, a, Kenny's a meal. But to us, we're like, what? <laughs> no, what, it what do you mean? The same. You know what remains the same though from Tasha season to now? What? What boy band does he manage? No, we still don't know. We have the boy band night right here in studio. I'm hanging out with the band's manager, Kenny. What are you guys going to sing today? They're doing in sync. They're doing in sync. Yeah. No, they're doing Backstreet Boys, right? No. All right, you tell them. I don't know. What are we performing? We're doing in sync. We're doing in sync. <laughs> We're doing it right now. Okay, so for more information on tonight's show, go to joesbar.com. And to keep up with these guys, follow them on social media at the Boy Band Night. That being said, so Kenny is very honest with every every woman that he's been with, I think. I mean, sometimes he doesn't say everything he feels. And also, I respect, I think Kenny actually has a pretty good handle on the situation because he is giving the necessary facts. Like Tia said, have you gone to the boom boom room? He said yes with Demi. But he's not recounting every detail of every situation because Tia doesn't need to know the sweet nothings that Demi whispered in his ear, you know? Like, like that's where it would get weird if he was like, oh, yeah, like, me and Demi got super into things. Like, no, that's where it gets weird. Like, I think Kenny actually has a very good handle on the situation. Agree. And I think that's where Demi gets upset with him because I think what Demi would like is for him to talk shit about Mari and Tia, which he's not going to do. First of all, because he likes them. But second of all, because he's not going to have that conversation with Demi, even if he didn't like Mari. So Kenny gets back from his date. We get a mini Noah and Abigail exchange that's like two seconds long. It's just basically the same thing they did last week. That was just them being like, I like this. I like us. We're cool. We're good. Love that. 
But I also understand the Noah and Abigail dynamic, speaking of like real life, truthful dynamics of that, like beginning stages of a relationship where you're like, I know I like this person and I know I like hanging out with them, but do I like them as a friend or do I like them as like a boyfriend? Like, I feel like that's a normal thought process to have. I really Um, liked that she brought it up last week. I found like people were like, why would she do that? And she even posted, she's like self-sabotaging. I'm like, you weren't though. That's a very normal conversation to have in the beginning of a relationship. Like I should have had that conversation at the beginning of some of my relationships because I was just friends with people that I was dating. Like, and I didn't think about it that way. We were just Um, dudes being bros. We were like literally friends uh, and we still are because we were just friends then. Um, so anyway, I respect the fact that she brought it up. They have a mini tiny, like, conversation about it this week, like, maybe two minutes. Um, in, and it's, they're good. Like, they're chilling. And so then Kenny gets back from his date and Mari immediately beelines. And she's like, I want Kenny back. doesn't have time to, like, put his stuff down. She's like, Kenny, can I talk to you? And he's like, sure. And in her defense, was it an annoying thing to do? Yes. But in her defense... Demi is sitting there complaining oh, yeah. that Mari did this, but if Mari hadn't done it, Demi would have. She knew. Yeah, so Mari was like, can I talk to you? And Kenny was like, sure. And it becomes obvious right away that Mari is still the person that Kenny has the strongest feelings for, like, just by the way that he reacts to the things she does and says, like, and Demi also is aware of it. Like, she says later in the episode, like, I don't know why he's so fucking obsessed with Mari. Like, it's very clear that Mari is the one that he has the strongest feelings for. And Mari yeah. approaches him and is like, I, seeing you with other people has really upset me. I regret what I did. I really want to be with you. I want to make this work. And again, Kenny kind of being an emotionally mature king was like, I appreciate you talking to me, but like, can I get a day to like process? Like I just got back from my date with Tia. Like, can I have a day to process and we'll touch base tomorrow? Amazing. What? Amazing. And, um, and like, we'll, we'll get to it, but the conversation they end up having also emotionally, like he's no, I am now at the point where I'm like, nobody deserves him. <laughs> he's a king. <laughs> like, fucking everyone on the I, beach and you're like, he's so much better than them. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm here right now. Like a year ago, me would be like, what do you mean? Um, but me now is like, He's an icon. Like he knows exactly how to say, like, and not in a manipulative way, but he he says what he's feeling, and like it works in his favor. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I think honestly, uh, not that I'm like drawing from personal experience at all, but I just feel like maybe if men were able to articulate what they need from their relationships, like, hey, could I take a day and then we chat tomorrow? I think that maybe that would be good for a lot of men, you know? Yeah, I feel like maybe the world would just, like, be healed. You know those pictures that are, like, society mm-hmm. and it's, like, floating cars and stuff? It's, like, society of men just, like, <laughs> thought about their feelings <laughs> and thought about think- other people's feelings for, like, one second. Like, we would have flying cars by now. <laughs> um, capitalism would be-, be dead. None of us would have jobs. <laughs> like, we wouldn't need them. We wouldn't use the BMI. <laughs> I'm literally wearing my the BMI is trash sweatshirt. We wouldn't use the BMI. Just, it would be extinct. It'd be amazing. Just, but I just feel like Kenny like really draws upon one of the um, pillars that this podcast was founded upon, which is that all men need therapy. Yeah. Like I feel like Kenny has gone. Like I feel, I feel like, like Kenny, Kenny has gone, gone and learned some techniques. He should give Brendan his therapist card. Brendan would win therapy. The therapist would quit. <laughs> 
that would totally win therapy. It would be the, the therapist would be playing checkers and Brenda would be playing chess. Also, so, I really want to keep that joke in this podcast. So I need everyone who listens to this to know that that was a fucking joke. Therapists will not quit if you have a lot of problems that you need to work through. It was a joke. Please go to therapy. This is what they are licensed to do. And yes. you will not win therapy. If I haven't yet won therapy, nobody is going to win therapy. Please go to therapy. So then Demi gets spiral number one of seven of the week and she <laughs> just loses her mind. And she's like, I, like, why you're so obsessed with or whatever. I don't even remember all of her conversations with him blur together. But then she compensates with feeling insecure by asking him to go to the boom, boom room after he basically has said, like, I just went on a date today. First of all, I just yeah. talked to Mari. Second of all, like, I need to just like not do this. And she's like, do you want to fuck? Like, girl. And this is fuck? where like Demi loses me because sometimes she makes the best points and I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah. And then she does things like this. And I'm like, Demi, like, you are the person that comes to paradise and is like, we have to live paradise. We just like, we have to do paradise right. And then she immediately gets attached to these people. And I'm like, you're the one that's preaching that we should all be exploring our options. And then you're not doing it. And then when someone else does it, you're mad at them because they're not choosing you. And I get it. It sucks to not be chosen or to not feel chosen. Like I, I know, I know that there's nuance to these things. Yeah. Also, when someone tells you that they just went on a date and they need to think about a lot of things because they have, you know, two other women that they have to consider and your immediate reaction is let's go have sex. Baby, speaking of therapy, like speaking of therapy, that was rough. Um, I'm not here to slut shame Demi for being oh. sexual. I think that's great. No, it's but not at the that. same time. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I know that's not what you meant. But at the same time, because I think that's a lot of the feedback she was getting was pretty slut shamey. So obviously, Emily and I are very sex positive people. That's not the feedback we're going to give at all. Because if you want to have sex with someone in the boom boom room, then all the power to you. I love that for you. But what I what I think where the maturity lacks with Demi is using sex as like a tactic for like, we were just talking about like manipulation and stuff like that. Like she's using sex as a manipulation tactic, which is yeah. where it becomes the problem. Like the problem is not having sex with Kenny in the boom, boom room. The problem is that you if see Kenny a problem in your relationship. And the only way that you think that you can one up yourself over other women is by having sex with him. Yeah. So when it becomes manipulative, that's when it's like, Mm, you're losing me you're losing me like reel it back reel it back um totally it's just like a tactic and it's like this isn't a healthy thing to do and if you if you feel like you can't talk through your problems and the only way you can get through them is by having sex like that's very telling of the relationship you have with that person so it's very telling of her relationship with him that instead of feeling like they can have and you know mari is the opposite because she is having these conversations she refuses and no she she's having these conversations because she knows (laughs) right she knows that if she's gonna be productive in their relationship the conversation is what's gonna get them there versus demi knows that or thinks is under the impression that the way to be productive is to offer sex or to just think that that's everything so anyway yeah so So (laughs) then we really get we get to the meat of the episode. This uh, shit, 
I was rocked. Now, I'm not I've had a migraine that, for three days as a result of this episode. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that I'm intuitive, but I will say, you know how like when we were talking about the Grippo girls and like everybody loved the, like Greg and then you, yeah. you just like didn't get it. Like there was something about yeah. it that just wasn't sitting right with you. Yeah. That was me with Brendan during Tasha's season. Like, I remember saying to you when we were recording, you'd be like, I love Brendan. And I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Like, I can see it. But there's something about him that just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. And I feel like the vindication you got for the Grippo girls, like, that's how I feel right now. I'm like, I yeah. knew there was something off. Like, yeah, totally. It just, so basically what happens is, is um, we're getting new girls to the beach because guys have roses this week. So obviously we have to make every girl insecure and send in six stunning women. Um, so Piper comes in looking snatched. Like she looks right so after good. Brendan and Natasha had a conversation where he's basically assuring her again. There is camera footage of him assuring her several times. Yeah. Yeah, I that they, that like, have such a great connection. Right. Like, we need to remember that. Brendan needs to watch that shit back. Right. Uh, so he had just, and you know, the second they, like, it, it was the same thing they did with Kendall. It's like the second they're like, I feel like we have a really good connection. Who's like, who's coming down the stairs? It's Piper. Now, if you watch the show, which if you're listening to this podcast, you do, you know that when people come down the stairs and, and go on a date, even if they've met someone before and they're trying to play it cool, they'll at least pull two other people, talk to them, act like they're maybe going to ask them on the date and then be like, Hey, Brendan, can we go talk? Then they go and talk, and then she ultimately asks Brendan, which we saw coming, whatever. No, Piper comes down the stairs, doesn't even look at anybody else, and goes, like, I'm here for Brendan. And then she gets the date card, she reads the date card, doesn't even hesitate, and goes, Brendan, do you want to go on this date with me? And literally, I think it's Jacenia that goes, oh. <laughs> Jacenia's reactions are something that I would, like, played permanently, like, as on my text tone or something. Like, just, like, the way she talks. I feel talks. like Jacenia and Justin. Oh, expressive. Imagine. Expressive legends. <laughs> that would be yeah, where I need to make a phone call. Um, that would be incredible. <laughs> uh, so immediately. You know what? They wouldn't have a communication breakdown. They, they would never be able to hide a single thing from each other it would just be constant no. eyebrows i would i would actually kill to see it actually kill um that's an obs- i'm obsessed with that. actually i'm not going to stop thinking about that for like six, five to ten business days please don't contact me um so anyway now i'm distracted so piper's like will you go on this date brennan immediately is like yeah fucker doesn't even say no no this is why they're so fucking stupid for multiple reasons if you're trying to pull off this heist, Piper, come down the stairs, pull Ivan, pull somebody else, then say, hey, Brendan, can we go talk? And then when you ask Brendan on the date, Brendan needs to say, um, hey, Natasha, can we go yes. talk about it for a second? And then you pull Natasha and you say, look, you know, I have this history with Piper. I'm interested in going on the date, but I wanted to talk to you first because we have such a strong connection. You know, Natasha is going to tell you yes, because what else can she say? But you come off not looking like a douche because you talked to her about it. All the balls were fumbled. There was not one. These two have to be the stupidest people to ever set foot on the beach. I mean, brain dead. Again, don't DM them this. but like. Are you, are you good? Like, even if you're trying to be fame horse, do it. Like, you got to think it through. You have to think it through. Yeah. So he says yes. And then he goes to talk to Natasha 
And when he goes to talk to Natasha, he's being extremely gaslighty. And just like, I didn't even write down exactly what he said, but it was just like, he was basically just being like, you know, like, I know we hung out and, and Natasha was like, well, you told me that you only hung out with her a few times and that you weren't that interested, which is true. He did say that. And so he's like, well, you know, I just, I feel like I got to see this out. Like, this is the paradise experience. This is the name of the game, whatever. And Natasha's like, okay. Cause like, what can she yeah. say? You know, you already said yes. Well, like you're already and going. He's right. And also if, uh, like, God walked down the stairs and asked Natasha on a date. I hope to God she would go. So like, I'm not saying it's right. What Brendan did at all. I'm just saying, I think the yeah. actually she, he didn't give her right, room the move. actual act of going on the date was not the problem. Of course, because if someone had asked Natasha on a date, like she should go. And I, I would think that normally, however, this whole situation is so fucked up. It's like beyond, but yeah, he basically puts her in the position of like, you have to say yes, because this is what the paradise experience is. And he doesn't say this, but if it were her, she would do it. So fuck. So she's like, okay. Right. So, okay, great. Now this is where we get a moment of Becca Kufrin being such a girl's girl. Like it starts when Piper walks down the stairs and we see Natasha get upset. Now Natasha and Becca Kufrin are really good friends. And when Piper first walks down the stairs, we see Becca Kufrin and Kendall immediately look at Natasha to see how she's going to react. And Natasha looks upset or whatever. Then, because you have to remember, Becca has interviewed all these people for her podcast. She knows all these people. So Becca can't be a dick and not go say hi to Piper. She knows Piper. So she says to Natasha, she goes, I'm going to go say hi to her really quick. And then I will be right back. Not being a shady bitch about it. She's, she's not going to go be fake to Natasha and say hi to Piper. She lets Natasha know what she's doing. She goes and says hi to Piper, immediately comes back and sits with Natasha and waits. Well, she doesn't sit with Natasha. She waits for Natasha to be done talking to Brendan. And the second Brendan gets up, Becca is sitting down with tissues, with hugs, ready to talk it out. And she only, the next few episodes, like she's just improving. Not her taste in men, never, but her girl, being a girl's girl, (laughs) one thing Becca's going to do is be a girl's girl. And we love that. We love her for that. One thing Becca's going to do is be a down A down bitch bitch with terrible taste in men. And I aspire (laughs) to that. So everyone's kind of like, oh my God, poor Natasha. Um, But it only gets worse. So cringy. (laughs) Could you believe? So they go on their date and they're (laughs) sitting at this table and Brendan essentially is like, there were certain things I had to do to last until you got here. And because Piper is getting upset that he's like, yeah, I talked to Natasha. And Piper's like getting angry. And I'm like, you're being annoying. <laughs> like oh you came into the beach and he was already talking to someone. Like you came in late. Like you can't be mad at the circumstances. And then he's like it, totally incriminating himself. And he's just like, I essentially, he's like, I had to do what I had to do so that I could be here when you arrived so that I wouldn't get sent home. Yeah, which is exactly what he told Natasha he wasn't Correct. doing. Like, he kept saying, like, she was like, how do I know that you're not just looking for a friendship, Rose, so you could stay? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. He says that in, like, episode Correct. two. Now, I, what I want to know is, while we're talking about anal, <laughs> do they, like, not? <laughs> a little sidebar. So, Emily and I were on vacation together a few years ago. We were not <laughs> talking about anal, but we had had, like, two white claws. And Emily goes, while we're talking about anal... We, we fully were not talking about It wasn't about mentioned anal. even once. So now, when we bring up something that we weren't already talking about, it's just while we're talking about anal. So if you so. hear us say it, 
don't be alarmed. There wasn't a rough cut. We 100% were not talking about anal. Anyway. Anyways, so while we're talking about anal, them being the stupidest people ever, like, they're on national fucking television. This airs on ABC. This isn't airing on, like, MTV Hits. It's airing on fucking ABC. How did you guys not establish this before coming out? Like, if you were going to try to pull off this master heist, how did you not talk about it before it started and be like, look, if I get there before you, I'm going to have to fake some shit until you get there. Like, this should have, if you're going to be a good liar, commit. Like, how is this being the world this. being discussed on television? How did they not already know, decide these things? None of this should have been established on TV. And then they keep doing it. And we'll get into the conversations they have later, which are somehow worse. Somehow it gets worse. Because, like, they just keep saying the quiet part out loud. Like, why are you saying the part that should stay in your head? (laughs) While you have mics on and while a camera is on you. Like, yeah, it's so fucking Are you out of your mind? They're talking about Instagram followers, um, how their like he follower says, counts are gonna go up. Which they haven't, for the record. He's plummeted. Brendan he's lost, lost like a hundred thousand followers. He's lost so many followers. He's yeah. he had three hundred something thousand. He's now in the two hundred thousands. Yeah. Uh and Piper's lost Piper had less to begin with, but she's lost at least like twenty K or something. Um, and it's like, if they hadn't mentioned Instagram followers, honestly, they probably would probably have gained followers. Happened. Because, like, I mean, Rachel Kirkconnell, like, all these unpopular people that have some kind of controversy, people end up following them because they want to know the ending after the totally. show ends. Like, that's why I follow Rachel Kirkconnell, because I was like, I got to know if they end up together. Follow. Right, right. Versus, like, with Piper and Brendan, them openly talking about how this will boost their followers. I feel like that inspires viewers to be like, well, I'm going to not give them what they want. Unfollow. Like right. this was just so fucking stupid. This was so stupid. So yeah. And that, that happens a little bit later, but basically they're on their date. He, they just keep incriminating themselves. They're so fucking stupid. And then they kiss and they have a great date. Yay, they're so happy. Great. Okay. Um, you were already dating before you came here. Why are you here? And so yeah. then it's the next day everyone's kind of sitting around doing the paradise shit natasha and then natasha appears and they're like shit's about to go down so she goes up to them they're sitting on a daybed and pulls piper first and this is when i was like that is some down bitch behavior because Mm -hmm. she's like because natasha gives piper the benefit of the doubt first that maybe piper's not in on it you well, know, maybe like, Piper's also being manipulated, and if so, right, she should be right. warned, which honestly is kind of still what Natasha tries to do, and be like, Brendan yeah. lied to me, and you should be worried if you're into him, because he will do the same to you, and that's right. what I was saying to my sister. I was like, Piper watching this back, and this is where I get so upset for women in general on this show, because they, like, fight over men who, like, fuck someone else over in order to be with them. And then they think that he's not going to fuck them over too. And it's like, maybe he won't. But like, if that doesn't tell you about his character, like, I'm scared for you. I don't want, like, I don't want you to experience the same thing. But at the same time, like, you can't just blindly 
accept this behavior. And I think it, the, what it is, is like, well, he did that for me. It's like for me, whatever, gross. And also um, something that we were texting about the other day in our group chat, but I think it's worth noting again, you know, we haven't said this since Matt's season, but it's still worth noting as white women, our commentary on race in bachelor nation should a hundred percent be viewed with a grain of salt as we are two white women commenting on this. But from the perspective of a white woman watching this reality TV show that is pitting three people of color against each other for viewership, what made me upset, Brendan is an ass, but Piper Piper and Natasha, what makes me sad about the way that Piper is being edited is that I do believe, do I believe she handled the situation well? Absolutely not. She handled it horribly and she deserves some criticism. But at the same time, when we spend an hour of cable television watching two women of color fight over a man and we're like really demonizing one of them, i.e. Piper, I'm sure there are sides to Piper's story that we are not getting as viewers. And I just want to note to view it with a grain of salt because- Totally. Watching two pretty widely liked- women of color in the franchise fight over a man just has like a very icky feeling to me. It's icky. And, and also what, like in the same vein, like I don't mean to be demonizing one of them, although I do think Piper is in the wrong. Yes, for sure. But this is also the moment Natasha pulls Piper and Brendan says to someone, Natasha had no prospects without me. She wouldn't have been here. Like, this is where it gets fucking, like, that is colorist and that is racist. I'm sorry. And I don't think, I don't know that Brendan meant it that way, but that's what it is. Especially on a franchise where even though Natasha, like, whatever, but, like, the fact of the matter about this franchise is regardless of race, regardless of anything else, these are all extremely thin, fit, beautiful women. So to be, like... To be like, nobody wanted Natasha. Natasha's not the ugly girl at the prom. She's fucking stunning. She's so to gorgeous. be like, to be like, she had no prospects. Like it's this like sad thing. No, she's still on the like, fucking Bachelor franchise. She's a knockout. Like, and it, yeah, and it's not about her looks. So what is it about Brendan? And it's like, right. Ultimately, like, it's his fault because Natasha didn't explore other people because she felt like confident in Brendan because he made her feel that way because he's a psychopath. Right, you don't think that, like, when Aaron was looking for a rose last week to stay, you don't think Aaron would have been into Natasha? You don't think that James would have been into Ivan? Like, Like, no, she didn't have, quote, prospects because she had her eye on you, so she wasn't pursuing other people, you dickhole. Like, Like, fuck right off. Fuck right (laughs) off. That was so fucked up. So this is, like, it just, it like I said, it just keeps getting fucking worse. So Natasha's talking to Piper, and again, like you said, it's really hard to watch because I don't want to demonize either of them because they are, I think, ultimately good people. I think Piper is going was through fucked it. Up. This was fucked up of her, but they're talking and basically Natasha's like, how many times did you hang out? And Piper's like, like 10 times. She's like, okay, he told me two. When did you meet? She's like, like two months ago. He said, she goes, okay, he told me one month. Like everything she's saying is something Brendan fucking lied about. And also, this is what I'm saying about being the two stupidest people on earth. As I'm like, don't demonize Piper. I'm like, this is why she's the dumbest person on this show. But it's like, it's like, why didn't you guys discuss what your backstory would be? So that way, when you got on the beach, if you're going to lie, at least the lies are consistent. And also something I think is worth noting, um, if you don't follow Piper on TikTok, 
there's not a huge reason to, it's not that interesting of content, but she posted a TikTok that was so tactless. And it was basically her being like, me entering paradise like and the audio is like the rumors are true what you've heard is true something about like taking your man like really just not like it's the new lizzo song which is a fucking bop but like don't use it in this context fucking obviously how sad that my brain is so tiktok oriented that when i hear that lizzo song on my playlist i know that it's a lizzo song but when i hear it on tiktok it's a tiktok sound yeah no i do the same thing with things anyway yep yeah she posted a (laughs) she posted a tiktok to rumors by lizzo basically being like all the rumors are true i fucked him and you and it's like cool and she's like posting on her story she posts that tiktok on her story and then immediately after posts about how reality television isn't real and what everyone saw wasn't real and how they should be kinder you just admitted it's real, babe. You, and you put it on the same 24-hour story as this statement. <laughs> like, it's like, it's come like on, she, dude. She clearly is not represented by Lori K relations or whoever represents, like, no. Lori Kanaji, like, all of them. No. Because Lori, you know, is sitting, I don't even know who Lori is. You know, she's sitting at her phone quaking at the lack of PR. <laughs> That's a great TikTok idea is, like, Piper and Brendan PR, you know, people will do that when like celebrities get incriminated and it's like, Hey, hello, what happened? Oh, why would you post that? Like it was so messy. So you didn't even wait 24 hours for the first one to disappear. Yeah. Like it was so weird. I was like, okay, you can't like, you can't in the same breath be like, yes, the rumors are true, but also the rumors aren't true. Like, can we just well, stick to our story? I think story? makes it hard about this because it's like, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I like Piper and I also love Natasha. And I want to think it's icky on the part of the franchise that they're pitting these two women against each other. And I want to think that it's at least partially editing. But then when I go to TikTok and Piper is acting like she's proud of all this behavior, then I'm like, okay, well, girlfriend, you're making it hard to defend you. And then when she posts, they're like, oh, please don't bully. Okay, well, you're like, I don't of the fact that you bullied her. Like, right. I don't don't, think you should be bullied in your DMs by any means, but also like, you don't get to say it's all fake after you just said it's all real. Like, it just was stupid. So (laughs) stupid. So then- Two stupidest people on the beach. It's like, I'm like, okay, you guys share one brain cell and it's clearly not firing at the moment. (laughs) So then she, after uncovering every single lie, um, this was just Nancy Drew and Natasha is this is like a genius, but also she didn't have to do very much work. Again, they did not coordinate their lies. Like she just asked questions and they were like blatantly just giving answers that made no sense. And she was like, okay, so, all right. So then she goes and pulls Brendan Brendan gives what Greg thought he was giving in the in a lesson of manipulation. <laughs> and I said to someone, I think my sister, who I watched with, I was like, Brendan is manipulative in a scarier way because Greg was manipulative in a way that his emotions were so high that it was manipulative. Yeah. Brendan is manipulative because he was so calm. And this was like actually just fucking lying lying yeah. to her she was saying you said this to me and he goes you i think you have selective hearing so this brings me back to my earlier point does brendan think that he's not on tv he's like, mic'd and filmed 24 hours a day we literally have the video of him saying this stuff to natasha and he's like i didn't say that like i will literally what? show you the clip what do you mean like what do you mean it was 
insane the shit he was lying about because she was blatantly saying you said this things that are on camera him saying and he's like i think you have selective hearing he's like i saw what we had as a friendship i didn't see it as a as romantic you kissed her like last week and like no it was like not as hot kiss but like if and she and she says she goes i have a friendship with ivan she's like what we had was not a friendship brendan and you didn't establish it as one and you lied about everything. It was insane. And he was be- like, oh my God, incriminating. I was like, really, really f- bad. Fuck? Like, it was like, just, he's so manipulative. It was horrible. And then it, it goes back and Natasha's like, the, the people in the house are talking about it. She's talking to Ivan about it. She's talking to other people about it. She's like, he's a liar, whatever. He's a snake. Meanwhile, Piper and Brendan are sitting on their daybed talking about their Instagram following and how they're going to gain followers and it's going to be so great. And then Brendan says he was getting annoyed at Natasha. And I was like, you were getting annoyed at the person that you were using for roses. Go to hell. Like go straight to hell. Super fucked. Like, yeah, it was really bad. And also like, I like, I mean, honestly, this fall from grace is way worse than I think like Blake's. Oh yeah. Cause Blake, we were just like, oh, like Blake's a fuck boy. Like it's not a great look, but like yeah. it is what it is. Versus this is just straight up like lot like uh, filmed lying and manipulation of another person. Like really, really not great. And also just like this isn't really a spoiler because it's all over the internet. But like Brendan and Piper are very much out and about right now in Boston, hanging out, like feeling no sort of remorse about the situation, and it's very weird. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, it was really, really, really gross. And, and yeah. like, Natasha deserves worlds better. And, like, fuck this. Like, this is just so Natasha fucked. needs, um, she needs a businessman beau. She needs to no longer go on The Bachelor. She needs to meet, like, a CEO and just, like, live oh, the, like, yeah. most fabulous life of her um, dreams. Like, she should not be dealing with bachelor nation men. okay we are just breaking news we've just gotten word brendan posted a story 33 minutes ago from when we're recording this i will read it out loud to you now <clears throat> after taking time to begin to process the events that unfolded over the past few days i have realized i was wrong on so many different levels first of all i removed my last post from my feed i posted it before the episode aired and had no idea the magnitude of hurt that i caused my approach to many things in life is sarcasm. In this instance, with regard to my post, I was completely insensitive. Most importantly, I apologize to you, Natasha. Doesn't tag her. I hurt you. I am deeply sorry for doing so. I understand that the damage is already done, and all I can do going forward is acknowledge the error of my ways. For those of you that felt my actions triggered certain feelings and emotions, I am truly sorry. Lastly, despite the fact that Piper and I had misunderstandings going into paradise, parentheses and i cannot stress this enough if you feel the need to express disdain for the situation please do so at my expense i'm completely at fault a full statement and apology will follow i mean whatever like yeah he should be sorry it was disgusting and like but it's also like he's only posting that because he's probably gotten so much negative feedback over the last two days and i feel like totally if your behavior is that egregious, it shouldn't take getting called out on the internet to make you aware of that. Like, yeah. like we were saying with Greg, it's like right. his behavior was bad, but I could see why it took the national attention for him to realize that he was being gaslighty and manipulative because yeah. he was so emotional. He may not have realized how extreme he was being until right. he got the feedback versus this. No, you knew you were fucking lying. Like there's yeah, no way like, you didn't know. And like, <laughs> he's like, I didn't realize the magnitude. It's like, well, you said why 
on Mike that she had no prospects. And you also said that you talked about your Instagram following while you were mic'd and on camera. Like, yeah, none of this shit is hidden. Like, you might think that the camera's not on you, but it is. And like, I don't know. And even if the camera weren't on you, you know, you said that. You said that. Like, yeah. even if it didn't get picked up, you still said that and it still makes you a shitty guy. So yeah. whatever. I mean, thanks for owning up, I fucking guess. But, and in regards to the post, he posted a picture of himself and said, here for the wrong reasons before the episode aired. And a lot of people commented on it and were getting backlash for commenting on it when the episode was airing. And the people like Chelsea was one who responded. It was like, I did not see this episode before I commented. I didn't know the magnitude because other people didn't know the magnitude. They didn't hear these private conversations that we just heard on TV. Yeah, um, and also Piper posted a photo at the same time and she had a, a similar caption. Yeah. And the caption, the post is still there. The caption has since been removed. So um, I don't fucking know. Enough of them. On to the next. Matter. Yeah, anyway. So that's that episode, basically. And it's like tomorrow night. And it sets us up to think that they're going to get kicked off the island tomorrow night. Unfortunately, it is not that exciting uh, yet. So, <laughs> so Titus Burgess arrives and he's the host for the night. There was no host yesterday. Which yeah, there was no was host fine. for the beginning part of the week. And I was fine with it. I was like, why can't Wells I, just be the host? I literally was, my sister and I were like, this is so stupid. But I mean, I loved, I love the people they've had host. I just don't understand. They just host the dates. I'm like, this is so weird. So Titus arrives. He's like, there's a big party tonight, but not everyone's invited. So they're starting to split up couples to test the waters. Yeah, it's, it's basically called like the VIPs party. And it's Becca, Aaron, Noah, Abigail, Kenny, Demi, Chris, Jasenia, Riley, Deandra, James, who I fully forgot is still there, and Thomas, which is like a combo of couples, some single people, and some people who are like away from their partner. Right. It's like couples, but like splitting them up. And so- right. The people that are really kind of panicking about this are Tammy, because Thomas is going, Marissa, because Riley's going, and then there's one, there's another girl. Oh, no. Oh, um, Mari, because Demi's going with Kenny, and she's not going. Mari, that was it, after she had already talked to Kenny. So, um, yeah, so they all, like, get ready for this, like, VIP party that basically was just the eighth grade dance. They, they played and spin then, the bottle at one point. I mean, it was just the eighth grade dance. I was like- And they introduced, they introduced four new women who are the like, quote, VIPs, right. which is Chelsea um, and Alana from Matt's season. And then Alea and uh, McKenna for- or McKenna, McKenna. She's who called got on this podcast. No screen time. I mean, it was incredible how little they showed McKenna. I was like- I'm honestly- <laughs> What? I'm so grateful that she's here so that I have the opportunity to refer to her as my Kenna my some Kenna. more. Yeah. Um, so this was like a random addition to me. I mean, Chelsea was not a random addition to me. I was like, absolutely. Alana is like, okay. And then Alea, I was like, literally play, I forgot that you existed by Taylor Swift. And then my Kenna, that was I was like- Alana. Yeah, Alana too. I had no fucking idea who she no was. No idea who she but was. But both of them came in and I was like, why? And then my Kenna, obviously, but that's more for the content and the frowns than it is for um, love. It's for my Kenna. And so- <laughs> my Kenna's there to tell us how much she has learned to love herself now. And she's so. just going to quote TJ Maxx decor. Um, so- my Kenna, you know my Kenna is a big Ray Dunn girl. Oh, she's such a rip, dude. I can't. <laughs> so they show up and suddenly Chris- 
who also I forgot that you existed by Taylor Swift, like is just all over Alana. And Jasenia yeah. is like, well, they were all over each other when we were in San Diego, because like it has come out since Jasenia and Chris went on their date last week that they had met up previously in it was San Diego, right? San Diego. Yeah. Uh with a group of people. Like Katie was. Yeah, because they hung out with John the bartender and Katie. John the bartender, Katie, and a few other people, random people who were on Brett Vergara was there, who's like a you know, bachelor correspondent. And then <laughs> and so like a lot of people were there whatever it that that came out so it was this like kind of shady because especially because jesenia left ivan people were like what the fuck you knew each other before that's fucked up but alana was also there and jesenia was like she was all over him when we went to san diego whatever and so so yeah it goes to shit (laughs) it's just like first of all like what is going on who are these people and so chris like pulls alana to talk and jesenia's like excuse the fuck out of me Cause she's going to this party like, oh, I'm with my man. Like I'm chilling. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. This is fucked. So then they make out on a couch and he's he's so awkward, dude. But he's like, I've been wanting to do this for so long. They're, they make out on a couch. Obviously, Jasenia walks in because some producer went up to her and was like, hey, go in that room right now. <laughs> and so she like walks in and sees it and it's super awkward and she's upset, of course. Right. So she walks in and sees it. um, And then Chris says something particularly fucked up to Jasenia. He says, both of you guys were on my list, but you were my number one. Like, ew. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, Christopher. Get ready for a (laughs) shitstorm. Get ready for a shitstorm. So so a la Joe, uh, the next morning, Chris does a lot of walking on the beach and looking sad. First, (laughs) though, they also make out like on the dance floor in front of Jasenia. Yeah, pretty much. Which is up. what sends everyone into orbit because they're like, she's like, what? It's one thing for her to walk in on you doing that. It's another thing for you to like briefly talk to her and then go back to Alana and then be making out right in front of her on the dance floor in front of everyone while Jasenia is just standing there upset. So Jasenia leaves, obviously, goes yeah. back to the beach, meets up with all the sad girlies. Um, they sing, they sing landslide, like whatever. No, I'm just kidding. She um, up with all so, the sad girlies who got exclusive access to Casey Musgraves album at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. They're listening to the divorce album. So they're like <laughs> sad girl hours are in full effect. Like even Aris and Aaron and Thomas are on the dance floor talking, like bonding over how fucked up Chris is. I don't know that that's what they were saying, but I like to think it was like, every, this has brought right. everyone together. So, um, Jasenia goes home. She's sad. She tells them what's happening. The other women are like trying to be supportive while also being like, "So who did our men make out with?" Like they're like so selfish. Yeah, they're also, like trying like, to get the tea, but they're <laughs> also they're like, "But Riley didn't do that, right?" Like, okay, relax. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like let's so let Jasenia be sad for a second. But also, right. I hate to say it, but like Jasenia had met Chris before she came here. Yeah. She kind of did what Brendan did and led Ivan on until Chris got there. So as much as I like Jasenia, I was also like, this is a little bit karma. And that's where the behavior from everyone else, as as obsessed with unions as I am, I was like, we can have this energy, but let's keep this energy for the real public enemies, Brendan and Piper. However. So, so... The next day, Chris is walking along the beach, a la Joe, very sad. Uh, Riley says but, that it's fake. 
Yeah, Riley is Riley and Joe are just like Jasenia's bodyguards. They're like Riley is ripping. He is pissed. He's like, there's not enough drama for him because he and Marissa are like so into each other. So he's like, I gotta be mad about something. I choose Chris. Like he's like, right? So then. So it only gets worse when Alana gets a date card and invites Chris. And he basically says to the group that he knows that this is going to be an unpopular thing to do, but he's going to follow his heart and go on the date. He like makes an announcement. I also do want to just throw in very casually and briefly that Kenny and Mari talk again. Kenny says he doesn't trust Mari because she only seems into him when he has the rose. Fair point. Kenny, you're a genius. But ultimately, he really likes Mari. They're back together. Great. Meh, meh, meh. Then Demi, um, she she goes through it. Like, it's rough. And then everyone, before they go on the date, is talking shit about them. And Aaron says, is talking about it. And he goes, somebody needs to spite you, bro. Iconic. And then Aaron also says, I'm going to say I'm on some gang shit with Jasenia. And I don't like Alana or Chris. <laughs> It's like, how do you make sentences in your head before they come out of your mouth? The, um, way, the way that Aaron is such a ride or die bestie. He is. Like, and I get mad at him later in the episode, but I was like, God, you are such a king. So anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Chris and Alana, obviously she asked him on the date. And then, yeah, he's like, decides to be president of paradise and is like, I'm going to go on the date and follow my heart. And everyone is literally like, who are you? And this is when we get Joe saying to the camera nobody is gonna hate you because literally no one cares about you he doesn't say it like that that was my own spin but that's no. uh, that's the sentence he says nobody is going to care and no one's gonna hate you because nobody cares about nobody you cares about you these and are the two jo- most jo irrelevant becca, people so irrelevant dude joe and becca also start doing like an improv bit <laughs> about it. they're like making fun of him i was like oh my god go on tour go on the road <laughs> it was so funny i would die um, for both of those people me too yeah. So yeah, they're, they're the most irrelevant people ever. We're like, we don't give a fuck. The only person, and the only, that was the thing too, is that they're all saying is they're like, the only person you're hurting is Jasenia. And in making an announcement, you're making it worse. Like right. you're not hurting anybody else. We don't give a fuck. You're hurting her. And you had to make a point of it. So annoying. So then Chris and Alana go on their date. Um, he actually- also asks Jasenia to talk. Oh, right. <laughs> she goes, no, you already showed me who you are. And I was like, good for you. If I you didn't that. feel if you didn't feel like you needed the closure, you don't need to have a stupid conversation with this fucking guy. That's how I feel. Like, good for you. Don't. So they go on their date and they do the opposite of what Brendan and Piper do. Brendan and Piper seem to have no awareness that they're on television. And Chris and Alana can seem to only talk about the fact that they know they're on television. So weird. There's a balance. So like weird. we can be, we can be aware without like like talking about it (laughs) yeah they're like and and chris keeps like teasing alana by being like do you think you're gonna get a rose i might give you the rose this week it's so weird dude he's never had a conversation in his life that guy crawled out of the earth's crust (laughs) and arrived on paradise i was like you've never talked to anybody before ever you can't convince me otherwise so weird. and then they're also talking about on the beach the other people are like Chris has brought up to me follower count before. And other people say Alana has brought up follower count to them before. So it also yeah. becomes this, like, they just want followers. Fuck you guys. And also, like, at least, like, Piper and Brendan were, like, 
notable people. Yeah. Alana talking about follower count. I don't even know who you are. I've literally <laughs> never seen you before. You and I've only seen Chris from like other people's Instagrams. I didn't right. even know he was on the show. John the bartender. I was like, what? Yeah, John, namely, namely John the bartender. <laughs> it's rough. That's rough. Um, I have to talk to him about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, they're like on this date and no, literally nobody cares. So then they're like, okay, we got to send out like two more dates right now so that like people can actually have content. Chris, Chris was also a night one guy, right? No, he like, arrived last one? week. Oh yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Yeah. So that's, this is where the link of Joe and Jasenia makes sense because Chris asked Joe apparently like how he got to be so popular in Bachelor right. Nation when he went home night one and Joe was like uh, Joe is like such a normal fucking guy Joe's yeah. like I don't know Joe was like, <laughs> like I'm built like one of the wind things outside of a car dealership and I, wor- I worked at a grocery store and everybody was obsessed with those two qualities and, and he's got the was- smile of an angel his smile is just white, the whitest thing I've ever seen. It is like gorgeous, gorgeous teeth. He said that he owned a grocery store and panties were dropping across they the They were nation. like, who's <laughs> this sexy, sexy man? Should we put him on Dancing with the Stars? Like, why? But either way, I mean, I'm happy he's here. So anyway, yeah. So Chris, for some reason, is like, maybe I could be like that. And we're all like, Chris, you're never going to be like that. And he's like, what if I were? Like, Go home. So... Then back at the beach, meanwhile, back at the beach, Chelsea arrives officially with a date card and she asks um, Aaron on the date, which is fine. And Becca before this is like, I just want to solidify my connection with Aaron. And I was like, you don't have a connection with Aaron. I love you for saving him, but it's okay. Like, you don't don't need to be into each other. You don't need to lie. It's okay. So, but Chelsea does it right. Aaron is like so into Becca though. Like he's got such a cute crush and she's like. Yeah, she like has a crush on her. And she's like, I've got to solidify my connection. And it's like the connection that Aaron's obsessed with you. And that's the only connection. (laughs) Like that's. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She's like, yeah. Um, And also Chelsea does it right. Because she asks other people to talk too. She's not just like Aaron immediately. So annoying (laughs) when people do that. Um, Seen too many examples of that this season. I don't want to see any more. So then she like talks to some people. She talks to Aaron. She and Aaron like vibe. Because like he's a funny fucking guy. I talk about it all the time. They laugh. They chuckle. And so she brings Aaron on the date. They go horseback riding. They're joking around the whole time. Not a lot happens. They sit on a blanket on the beach. They joke about Aaron's appearance. (laughs) And she like, she says he has a nice smile and he's like, keep going. And like, he loves compliments. I mean, that's why we're, (laughs) we are kindred spirits. Uh, And so then like they kiss. It's cute. It's like a cute date. I like the two of them. Yeah, it is cute. It is cute. It's fine. I think around this time in the episode is where we get the Kenny, Mari, Demi, uh, love triangle conclusion, which I know we kind oh, of already right. touched on. Um, but basically Kenny chooses to, to be with Mari, but he says the whole thing about like, Oh, you only want to be with me right. when I have the rose. But they both agree that like, they would be happy to like leave paradise together. But then right. Kenny has to share that news with Demi who Demi, this is where Demi loses me. Demi like is the girl on social media. That's like, no, like real like women like raise each other up and then like the second a man chooses another woman over her she can only talk shit about the other woman yeah she was being really mean she was being really mean and like I just it's it's upsetting because it's like I feel like Demi likes to like preach that she's such a like 
feminist and like such a girl's girl. And I'm like, no, you can be mad at Kenny if you want. Yeah. You, like you can be mad at Kenny you if you can, want. You can also like be like jealousy is a very normal thing to feel. Right. But like jealousy also can like project itself in different ways and they don't have to, it doesn't have to be malicious and catty and, and just mean. And it and was. Also at this point, it's like we're allowed to feel we... the twinge of jealousy of like, oh, I wish that I were chosen and he chose her instead. That hurts. But like, right. she's catty. She's mean and she can only say mean things about Mari instead of just being upset at the situation. Right. Also, it's worth noting while we're talking about Kenny and Demi and Mari, uh, we, I don't think we see Tia. Not even once. I didn't see her yeah. at all this episode. I was like, where the fuck is she? And I'm like, doesn't Kenny want to also like maybe tell Tia? But then, uh, but if he did, we didn't see it. So yeah, I mean, he might've, that might've been just, they were like, eh, whatever. Um, so yeah, so that comes to its head and Demi is like really upset. Like it's very hard to watch. And like, it's upsetting, like we said, to see people get rejected, but like this was hard because he was very level-headed and she just, and he's like, I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about Mari. I just told you that I like her. So Becca Kufrin at this point is just really like now that Aaron has gone on this date with Chelsea, like it's looking like if Becca were anyone other than Becca, she would be going home because she doesn't right. really have a connection with anybody. But the producers are simply not going to allow Becca, the first lead to return to the beach in paradise to go home after one week. Like they're just not no, going to let that happen. They won't let it happen. So, yeah. So she gets a date card, which would simply happen to nobody but her, <laughs> except I do... I do think it was smart of them to give her one because it was very weird last time that they stuck her in right before a row ceremony yeah. and they didn't give her a date card. So I was, I was okay with she, it. I thought that she it was normally fine. would have like been owed one. So it was like, you know what? Yeah. Just give it to her now. Like that's fine. And they were like, we yeah. need to get Aaron out of here because we can't let her bring him. <laughs> it's like so fucked. <laughs> like go be with someone else. So yeah, she basically is like, I don't know who to bring. And then she's like, the only person I really feel connected with is Thomas, but I don't want to hurt Tammy. Example number 1000 of Becca being a girl's girl. She yeah. pulls Tammy aside and Tammy's immediately like, you want to take Thomas on the date, don't you? And she's like, I do, but I don't want to hurt you. And so I don't want like, like, I just wanted to ask you and talk to you about it first because you're yeah. my friend. Um, and Tammy is like, you're still going to be my friend if you go on the date. And she's like, honestly, it'll be good to know because if he goes, you know, if he goes on the date and doesn't choose me, then I know like, right. it, and I think Tammy it feels similarly about things like this that I, as I do, or would, if I were in the situation, which is like, if he doesn't choose me, he doesn't choose me. And that's like, I'd rather know than right. sit around and be like, what if he weren't with me? Would he want to be with someone else? Whatever. So Right. So she, so Becca asks Thomas, um, and then as soon as Becca and Thomas leave, Tammy gets super upset and she starts crying and says yeah. that she like, you know, obviously wants Thomas to choose her, but he, she's like scared that he won't. Um, right. <laughs> now speaking of Tammy crying, this is where Aaron, bestie Aaron, we kind of lose the plot. Uh, mm -hmm. he comes back from his date with Chelsea and sees Tammy crying and he says she deserves to cry because yeah, Tammy- that wasn't great of him. Um, that was, you know what? He fumbled the ball on that one. I was um, upset with him. I was like, but uh, shut up. Like, I know it sucked when she made out with Thomas in front of you. I do think that there were, there was a lot of nuance to that situation. Cause I think Aaron yeah. did the same thing to her. So it's like, you know, 
that was a, like, that was a tough one and i still liked both of them afterwards because i was like you both did the same thing you, so you you both had weird reactions kind of, like tammy's reaction was actually fine aaron had a bad reaction um it was like bad and then he had a bad reaction like, to this and it's like she doesn't deserve to be upset just because she like wanted to be with someone who wasn't you that's well, so this is where i feel kind of two two ways about it yes she does not deserve to be upset because she liked someone more than she liked you. That right. is true. Right. But at the same time, it, is it cruel for him to say that she deserves to cry? Yes. Yeah. Is it also cruel to handle the fact that you want to be with someone else by making out with that person right in front of the person who you know likes you and hates the other guy? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's yep. like what he said was cruel, but what she did was also pretty cruel. Agree. So it's like, I, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a, like who's stupider competition. Right. It literally is. It's just like two people with one brain cell trying to make something happen. Um, no, it's like he, yeah, that was cruel. And then the only thing also is like, she was getting a lot of like slut shaming for it. And I was like, Aaron also made out with someone in front of Tammy. Serena initiated it, but Serena C went and made out with Aaron right in front of Tammy it yeah. held different weight because obviously Serena C and um, Tammy don't refer to each other as their mortal enemy. Uh, and, <laughs> and you know. They don't say they're going to vanquish each other. Yeah, they don't as, say they're going to vanquish will. each other. So it's a little different. But, and Tammy <laughs> handled it differently. And she just went up and was like, that's my man made out with him. Whatever, it was fine. But anyway, there was a lot of nuance. It was a weird situation. But anyway, this is where Aaron, that's where Aaron lost me for a, a second. Um, he did, and, yeah. and I won't forget it. I'm not just gonna be like, fuck that guy, but I'm moving on and whatever. Like, that sucks. That's a shitty thing to say. Um, it's like, it's, it's Tammy hard because also it's so said and done shitty things, and I still like her. Right. So that's what sometimes that's what happens. Yeah, but Aaron's a man, so that's already points off, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's already losing. Um, poor thing. <laughs> so, so we go, we go to Becca and Thomas's date. Um, there's like not all that much to say other than that they go on the date they have a good time they end up kissing and becca kufrin does her very becca kufrin midwest uh thing that i sort of hate um where she says i'm a smitten kitten yeah that was vile that was vile that i didn't like that that. set women back 30 years that was not my 13th reason that was all 13 like that was all 13 reasons i was like that it deserves jail time for sure. <laughs> whatever, whatever that was sent us back to first wave feminism. Like, so and you know they, what? The fire trucks on Lexington Avenue agree. They agree, and they're coming for her to put out the fire between Thomas and Becca. I don't even know at this point. So anyway, yeah, they go on a date. Hear that, if it's, you're listening to this in the car, you're not getting pulled over. It's just that Lexington just, Avenue never sleeps. It's ne- it's never ending. So they go on like a f- good date. Again, Becca has bad tasted men, but also back at the house, they're talking and they're <laughs> like, is Thomas a bad person or did he just, does everybody just say he's a bad person? And Demi's like, you know, she's like, I just don't really think Thomas is genuine. I just think Thomas says whatever he wants to say to get, you know his way i've said that before about thomas um so demi and i agree on something please alert alert the press um but i think that that's exactly what thomas's issue is i don't think that thomas is a terrible person i just think thomas knows exactly what to say because he's charming and he knows how to get his way and i and worry i also think a moment that was worth noting is when aaron says that he's done trying to warn people about thomas aaron 
baby, you have been trying to warn people about Thomas for two full seasons of television in so many in the moment interviews. And, and also Aaron, on your Instagram. Like, <laughs> and Aaron finally is like, he really did this time. I'm done warning people. Aaron's entire time on the bachelor has been warning people about thomas what's he gonna do now he has to establish a genuine connection i don't i don't think aaron has a job like i think aaron's job has been to inf- to warn people about thomas i think he's blissfully unemployed aside from that <laughs> so i'm anxious to see what this re what this rebrand is gonna do for our bestie um that, like this shit is i'm you can't make this shit up you can't make better oh i was laughing so, so hard <laughs> so they go on the date it's fine um and then everyone is talking about how much chris sucks including piper and i'm like piper hey people in glass houses should not <laughs> should not throw stones so i'm like you did the same fucking thing so maybe stop forever and then joe and riley basically they decide to unionize in a way we've never seen before. And Chris comes back from his date and they immediately just tear him a new asshole. It's Riley, Joe, Jasenia, and Marissa kind of, but Marissa's more of just like a bystander, but she's there too. Mm-hmm. And they are like- This is so messy. It's so messy. I don't, I didn't even write down quotes of it, but basically they're just like, what, what, why are you here? We think you're acting. We think you're fake. We think you lied to Jasenia. That's fucked up of you. He's like, Jasenia is a great girl in front of Jasenia. Jasenia is like, you shouldn't have lied. Like, honestly. And then she like goes off, which we've seen her do before. Um, Oh, and I think Jasenia says at one point, it might've been in, in the moment, but she does say, don't try to act for a pity party because it's, because like we're not going to give it to you or something uh because that's kind of what chris's angle is is just kind of like feel bad for me though and it's like nobody feels bad for you like you just went on a date so they're like telling him off and then alana goes does anyone want to know what i think and jesenia goes no cool and so (laughs) (laughs) that's that then and then alana walks away and so then (laughs) jesenia is like just pack your bags and leave the beach like we don't want you here whatever I thought this was a little bit extreme, but at the same time, I don't care to see more Chris and Alana. So I was like, yeah, you can leave. <laughs> I was like, bye. I just want, I just want that energy to be kept for Brendan and Piper. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, this is the problem. This is the problem. Cause I was thinking about it and I was like, why is the energy not being kept for Brendan and Piper? We as viewers know about Chris and Alana knowing each other before the show, because Jasenia told us the details of the relationship, whatever. And they admitted to certain things, whatever. Brendan and Piper, there was a rumor about them. Yeah. Well, they talked about it earlier in the season, too. Like, the girls on the season did. There was a rumor, but it was like, we don't know. Like, I feel like everything that we know about Brendan and Piper and everything that's going on with them, we really know from their one-on-one date, which the other people on the beach aren't privy to the way that they are about Chris and Alana or Alana. So- So I think it's like the, I'm not saying that people like Brendan and Piper because I think it's clear that there's something up and it's fishy, but they don't have the same knowledge about Brendan and Piper that they do about Chris and Alana. Agree. I also think that they're just friends with them. Brendan and Piper both have friends on the beach because they, like you said, were bigger staples of their seasons. Piper is friends with Serena P and Abigail. And Brendan is friends with most of the guys. So- 
I also think the irrelevancy of Chris and Alana made it so easy for everyone to be like, bye, we don't even know who you fucking are. Like, yeah, and also it's worth noting that Piper, the ultimate act of hypocrisy is Piper weighing in on Chris and Alana by talking about how uh, Chris's quote scum for coming on the show when he had this previous connection with Alana. Um, oh, fucked. Again, bestie people, girl. People in glass houses. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, people in glass houses should not throw stones. Like, what are you doing, bestie? It, it was really, that's what made me mad is Brendan and Piper like weighing in. I was like, hey, shut the fuck up. Just go lay on a right. daybed and just stop. Like, this is not well, your fight. Anyway. But that's kind of where it ends because we are once again he, left without a rose ceremony. It's really just Chris and Alana that go again. home. Yeah, and Chris, so Chris is like, I want to leave. And she's like, <laughs> this is what's funny. So he's like, they, I can't stay. And she's like, maybe you should try to see if your connection with Jasenia is worth it. And he's like, no. And then, which Jasenia would never do. And then Alana basically says to him, I don't want to leave together. I can't be in a committed relationship after one day, which is hilarious because it's like, (laughs) why did you guys do this? Like, why did you do this? So she basically shuts him down after all of that. Um, And uh, yeah, and they leave and that's that. And yeah, we don't get a rose ceremony. And then we get a little clip at the end of Kendall and Tammy talking about their prickly legs, which it was very relatable to me. We would never, Survivor would never do this to me. It always ends at Tribal Council. This is what yeah. pisses me off. About it's been show. a long time since a rose ceremony. I'm like, can we? The last ceremony we saw, Becca gave a rose to Aaron. <laughs> 18 years ago. <laughs> like, I was not a legal adult when that happened. So anyway, that's what <laughs> we have. wasn't here. Kendall wasn't here. No, like none of this was happening. Brendan was still so, with Natasha, like back in back in my day um yeah so that's yeah. it that's it that's all she wrote it um, was a long week and what and full of content I felt, I felt exhausted by the end I feel exhausted now this has been a long week of thinking about the bachelor talking about the bachelor just watching the bachelor that's part of it too it's been a lot but with that said it bought, oh my gosh have. guys 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 the podcast I always talk about being one of my favorite Bachelor podcasts. Um, it used to be under HuffPost, but then it got bought. And oh, okay. So now it's called Love to See It. And it's hosted by these two girls named Claire and Emma. And the reason I bring it up is because it's one of my favorite Bachelor podcasts. And this week, they are recapping the episode. I'm not trying to like deter you from listening to ours, but you're at the end. So you already listened to ours. So go listen to another one. Mm-hmm. Go listen because they are recapping this week of The Bachelor with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh my God. I haven't listened yet. I'm saving it for my morning commute because I just want the full experience. Also, no offense to Sean, but that makes us so lame. Like, hey, we're going (laughs) to recap this week with our friend Sean. They're recapping with Daniel Radcliffe? Who apparently watches the bachelor i'm obsessed with that that's so amazing if you take nothing away from this listening experience um take away that daniel harry potter watches the bachelor so that's me promoting another podcast that actually probably is direct competition for our podcast but if you're interesting for if you're interested in a hot take go get a harry potter's take on bachelor and um, all this shit also 
not important. Matt James is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. So I am going to become the Joker. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please go follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast. And, <laughs> and um, like our podcast and leave a review and tell all your friends and tell your parents and tell your neighbor that you hate, whatever. Tell anybody. Uh, and we'll tell see my, you next week. Tell, tell my boyfriend to go listen. Yeah, tell Kayla's boyfriend who's never heard an episode. And then also, <laughs> next week is only one episode. We're back to two hours a week, which is just enough digestible content. Yeah, yeah. Because Dancing, then... with the Stars, Dancing with the Stars is on Monday, so you got to go watch Matt James on Dancing with the Stars, so that then you can watch Bachelor in Paradise on Tuesdays. Fuck Matt James. Amanda Klutz is on Dancing Amanda with the Klutz Stars. for life. Amanda Klutz for life, okay? Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.